Okay, so we go to the Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19. Verse 29 says, and it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had dwelt. That is one reason to witness to your family and friends because you can never say which one of them will have a standing with God that you would benefit from. You never can say. And such things are not advertised. If a man has a standing with God, if a man's prayers are heard before God, it is not advertised. And so, when you share your burdens and prayer needs with friends and family, it is, it, is a, it is a very good thing. The Apostle Paul, repeatedly, he sent mails to, to all his associates in all the churches. Pray for us, pray for us. The door of the gospel is open. There are many enemies. Pray for us. And part of the reason why you ask people to pray for you is that it's not always that you can pray for yourself. You know, and it's always, always um, very, very encouraging when you learn that you're not alone, okay? You're not alone. You're passing through something. And then later on, somebody who is uh, associated with you and close to you in some way, they come up to say to you, at such and such a time, you know, we had a revelation of this thing. And with three of us or four of us gathered together and prayed for you. That's awesome. In other words, you didn't tell them, but they got it independently. They got it independently. See, it's statements like this that make you continue to fellowship with people and relate with them. So that even though um, you don't see them every day, but you are linked spiritually, they receive revelations about things that go on in your life independently. And when they pray, they answer them. Okay. That's a very powerful statement. He remembered, not Lord himself, he remembered Abraham. And then, because of Abraham, he brought out Lot from the overthrow. Again, because Abraham had stated that if there was Righteous people in that place, they should be spared. I don't know whether he had Lot in mind, but it was a powerful argument that God accepted that the righteous should not be treated the same way as the unrighteous. There should be a difference. So the other thing, of course, that we gain from that is also that uh, standing with God 
It's about being righteous. It's not about how long you have been a Christian. It's not about um, uh, um, whether you are a big Christian or a small Christian. No, this is about righteousness. That's how people gain standing with God. By implication, you can also lose your standing if you go from righteousness to unrighteousness. Okay, let us see how Lot fared after they delivered him from Sodom. Then Lot went up out of Zohar and dwelt in the mountains, and his two daughters were with him, for he was afraid to dwell in Zohar. And he and his two daughters dwelt in a cave. Now the firstborn said to the younger, our father is old. There is no man on the earth to come in to us, as is the custom of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we'll and we will lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. So they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and lay with her father, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. It happened on the next day that the firstborn said to the younger, Indeed, I lay with my father last night. Let us make him drink wine tonight also. And you go in and lie with him that we may preserve the lineage of our father. Then they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay with him, and he did not know when she lay down or when she arose. First, both the daughters of Lord were with child by their father. The firstborn bore a son and called his name Moab. He's the father of the Moabites to this day. And the younger, she also bore a son and called his name Ben-Ami. He is the father of the people of Ammon to this day. Hmm. Now, we have, we have something that is very serious here. Incest. This is incest. Rationalized incest. Um, um, we find this recurrent thing in the Bible where people make a right analysis but make the wrong decision. Okay? It happened to Israel in 1 Samuel chapter 7 when they went to Samuel and said, your children are not walking in your ways. They are not walking in your ways. Okay? So, we're tired. Make us a king. To go before us. A right analysis. The children are not working in your ways. Okay? They are not working in your ways. So we cannot uh, 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 um, we cannot uh, continue with them. Okay? So, 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 so uh, uh, um, make us a king. So it is important. Or maybe it's Chapter eight, then maybe second. You can you can leave it. I think it must be eight, not seven. So so anyway, the children, the daughters of Lot, they made the right analysis. We are living in the mountain in a cave with our father. We are isolated. There's nowhere to find a husband in this place. Let our father be our husband. So his generation. Does not end on the earth. 
They made the right analysis. There is no husband, but they made the wrong decision. Because you see, this is why the Bible tells us that God can do all things. God can do all things. So when a man finds himself, or when a person finds himself or herself in a situation that is inconsistent with what God had ordained in nature, it is not to take matters into our hands and decide what the solution should be. That's where many go wrong. That is where many. When, when, you, when you and I throw up our hands and say, but what do you expect me to do under the circumstances? That's why we look up to heaven. That is why we look up to heaven. Who has an answer? And that's why we say this man worships God because he gets his answers. He gets his solutions from heaven. There is something else that uh, we may discuss this evening that is somewhat related to this. And that is the genealogy of Christ. The two genealogies, okay? One from Matthew, one from Luke. Okay, so now you read some Bible, they will tell you that the genealogy of Matthew is for Joseph, the genealogy of Luke is for um, Mary. But there are subtle things that Moses clarified in Kinsman Redemption that affected that genealogy. No. And what is Kinsman Redemption? If a man dies um, uh, uh, without a child or dies, you know, without a son, that his brother, his brother can go into his wife and then raise a family for him. And so in that genealogy, you'll find uh, um, um, two different people, you know, but the connection between them is the woman, you know. So some people will now, you know, so, so according to the law, the, 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 the child born, should go to the man that has died, okay? So in some uh, uh, genealogy, they will, they will name the man that has died. In some genealogy, they name the man that actually fathered the son. So that is why there appears to be some confusion in the two genealogies. Anyway, we leave that um, because that belongs to Luke's gospel. But you can see something uh, here, you know, God is able, God is able to solve the problem. You know, you can never say how he will solve it, you know. But if these children had understood righteousness, you know, maybe their father understood righteousness. And that's why we say that righteousness is doing things the way God has said, you know. It's not doing things the way you and I think is right. Ah. <laughs> That is not righteousness. It's doing things the way God has said. If those children had learned about the God of heaven and the fact that he, he, he is righteous to the core, and so those who are righteous are acceptable before him, and if they had gone to pray to the same God, um, I am absolutely certain that uh, a solution 
have come for them. But now um, they give birth to the Ammonites and the Moabites. Okay. And now these Mo Mo Ammonites and Moabites, they became enemies of Israel. Um, you can read the, all of that in the story of the first and second Samuel and the uh, Kings and Chronicles. No, not first and second Samuel, Kings and Chronicles. That's where those stories are bound. Now, they, they, they fathered a pedigree of rebels against God, idolaters, you know. And that's why, you know, people pray, Lord, rather than have children who will do that type of uh, thing and raise a generation of godless souls doing mayhem on the earth, ah, let, every, let all of them stay there in heaven wherever their children stay, you know. So, so their desire to, to, to raise a family and to retain the name of their father on the earth led to people who were, who were ungodly to the core. And that's why the end, it never justifies the means. So we learned a lot about families, raising children. The Bible says Lot was a righteous man, but he didn't say so about, their daughter, about his daughters. And that's also the challenge in asking for wisdom and grace to communicate the gospel to the immediate family in a way in a way, they will receive it as their own. That is not a mean task. Because some people have received the gospel while their parents were alive. The worst case that um, we have heard is, um, is it, what is his name? Shefa. You know? Mm -hmm. Shefa. Do you know his father? Escaped from reason. You know? the man that was the most intellectual Christian of his age. I read some of his books, you know, great intellectual Christian, his, his, his son. And I, led, I read the wise book, it's called Labri. They, they lived in Switzerland and, and ministered to drug addicts. Their home, the, the woman said, there were never less than 10 people in their home. But all that time, the boy hated the whole thing and endured it. As soon as the father died, of course, he denounced it all. And now it's a big liberal in America. And the liberals, they like to, to quote him. So, so all those are examples, you know, and you and I must pray. Say, oh God, oh God. Particularly teach your children to pray. So that God will send children that uh, will love God, not just children that will come. <laughs> children that will love God from the heart. Only God can have show such mercy. You know. So when God sent Isaac, you can see Isaac was such a, an unbelievable example of what it means to have a godly lineage. We pray that uh, 
the Holy Spirit will help us for, in this very challenging task of raising a godly generation. Amen. 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 Therefore, O oh Lord our God, we join the four living preachers, we join the four and twenty elders, join the angels and archangels to sing, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. We bow our hearts in humble adoration with the four and twenty elders to say, You're worthy, O oh Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will and for your pleasure. We all exist and we are created. Lord, we come to give you thanks and praise and worship. We come to give you honor, adoration and majesty for who you are and for what you do every moment to sustain the universe and the entire creation to sustain us here gathered by your mercy. Our Father of grace and glory, your will is our command as we worship your majesty and holiness, singing holy, holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was an is and is to come. May it please you, O Lord our God, to please conform us to the very image of your Son, Jesus Christ, by your Holy Spirit, that we may walk this earth the same way he walked it, doing your will, same way he did it, with love, loyalty, and obedience. Mm -hmm. And that today we may walk in the fullness of his power and authority, just the way he did to establish your kingdom and the rule and reign of your Son, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, in all the 244 nations on this earth, and to dismantle all opposition to your kingdom in every nation on earth, by the resurrection power you conferred upon us as your saints, to the exclusive glory of your most holy name. For it is in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Amen. Until 